Hey everyone, how you doing? This is Amon Green, Green Bay Packers all-time leading rusher, and you're listening to The Average Cheese, hosted by Dell and Todd, two lifelong Packer fans talking about their favorite team, the 13-time champion, Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! So welcome to episode 78 of the Average Cheese Podcast. I'm Dale Lobel. Todd Widener and Peter Jones are here tonight with me. Hello to Todd. How are you, sir? It's good to see you again. Yeah, I'm back. You're back. I'm Unscripted back. again. So here we uh, go. Yeah, this is going to be interesting. Well, wasn't the other unscripted? We actually had a script. Not for last yeah. one. Well, you guys then. Well, this will be my first one. Peter, how are you? I'm doing good. Looking forward to another unscripted episode. Wondering whether anybody will notice the difference. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. I thought you did a good job carrying me like you always do. Before we get too far into it, thanks to Dwight at DDGCustoms.com. And thanks to Rhonda and the folks at RNM Management. And I know I said last time it was going to be the last episode, but it's not. Season two continues. (laughs) <laughs> with episode 78 <laughs> this is really the last last episode of season two all right let's get into it peter episode 78 who are we talking about this evening there aren't that many 78s that immediately spring to mind in packer history ross verb is probably the most recent biggest name right. you know first round pick of the packers in 97 but i went back even further into the 60s a guy by the name of bob brown was a big defensive tackle played at nearly 300 pounds in the middle of the 1960s so it's a big big guy you know was listed at about 260 but apparently was closer to 300 came to the packers in 66 having bounced around the cfl mainly came to packers in 66 and played with green bay for eight years so earned two super bowl rings super bowl one super bowl two and was a big pass rushing interior defensive lineman if you get to see any of the films of those games in that time he just stands out because he's because he's so big yeah and as a guy that had nearly 30 sacks for the Packers in that in that period wasn't the starter so sat behind a couple of guys we talked about recently Henry Jordan and Ron Kostelnik played mainly behind those guys but had nearly 30 sacks in his in his Packer career and was yeah a good player finished his career playing with the Chargers and the Bengals good solid number 78 from back in the Lombardi era Isra Johnson, Todd, from our youth. Yes. 78 so, so th- for a minute. I thought I thought about him, but it, that wasn't really his number. When you think of Ezra Johnson, you 90. think of 90. 90. So we'll get to Ezra when we get to the 90th episode. Yeah. I just remember that from when I was a kid. I think it's I know, interesting mate. that a guy that this size, Bob Brown, 300 pounds and was a pass rusher. You know, that would be the equivalent to the 360 pound guy today, right? If you're comparing yeah. like body sizes of the eras. A lot bigger than anybody else from that from that era. Yeah, particularly you look at I think it's Super Bowl two. You could you could see him and he just looks he just looks huge compared to everybody else. Another three hundred pound guy. He wouldn't be a very big guy as a matter of we'd fact. We'd be saying he's un, we'd be saying he's undersized. undersized. So what's in the news? Gutenkraus. He said he hasn't heard, he hasn't gotten a single trade offer for Rodgers. I know I, I probably know what your thoughts are, but do you bring Aaron Rodgers back at 50 million? Yep. 
No hesitation. <laughs> no, there yep, wasn't. You do. I have a hard time believing that it would be that number. That number's floating around out there as a rumor. So I kind of take that with a little bit of a grain of the salt. But is he worth $50 million a year? Yep. I think so. I just don't see how... I, I get that you want to plan for the future and get what you can get for him and plan for the next you know, several decades, including draft picks and stuff. I think if you're a, a GM and, you know, your organization, your goal is to to win Super Bowls and you can do it with, with a certain player and you've got them right here. I, I think you do it. And, and, if, and if you can make it all squeeze under the cap somehow. Yep. I'm all in. When's the last time Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl? Well, why is it always him? I guess is my <laughs> argument, right? My argument all, all along has been, it's all on him all the time, but it's you know what i'm saying like so what more can he do you know what mm-hmm. i mean and everyone will say well you can win super bowls it's like well, well what the fuck else is everybody else doing throw a touchdown in the playoffs well <laughs> how about not kick a field goal and fucking go for it on fourth and whatever it was fourth and six against tampa bay was that his call so i mean there, there's been opportunities but he's been restricted i feel like by some coaching and some other decisions, right? So it's not all on him. Why doesn't everybody else step up? I don't disagree that it's not. He is part of the equation. Is he 100% of it? No. The, the only problem I have is you are paying him $50 million. And if you don't win a Super Bowl paying your quarterback $50 million, you have really handicapped the franchise and you didn't win a Super Bowl. Does he give you the best chance to win a Super Bowl? Of course he does. Over every other quarterback in the league. I won't disagree with that at all. The problem is we've paid him a ton of money and we have it. I'm not saying it's 100% his fault. I'm just saying if you're going to strap the franchise with this huge salary, you really got to win it. I He's mean, the best player in the league at the end of it, you know, coming towards the end of his career, back-to-back MVPs, four MVPs, all you know, total. What more do you want from him? But everyone blames him for everything. Bowl. That's what but I want. But it's not him. all on him. He's doing everything he can. What more? He's he's delivering MVP seasons every year. Every year, he's thirty-eight no fucking years old. Okay, so that comes into the equation too. Let's say that it does the, the Packers does. decide to. Give Aaron Rodgers fifty million per season if that's what he wants. How many of those poof go away years do they need to add to his contract to make his contract palatable right now? If you're going to pay him fifty million dollars a year, you have to then stretch that contract for five years or six years or whatever to get to the number that you want to get to. Let's say he signs a five year a five year contract and he plays four of those years. There's going to be some dead cap and there's going to be some money down the road. Again, if you win Super Bowls, you don't care because it's like, okay, we just won two Super Bowls. But there's going to be that skirt like Tom Brady did to the Bucks, right? There's going to be a big hit at the end of the day. Uh-huh. I mean, I knew you'd say yes. I know you want him back. And we all want him back, right? We all want to win Super Bowls because you don't know what's coming on the other side of that hill. I don't know. Peter, thoughts on that at all? Well, I think that. I think the question about the 50 million a year is, is, is the one that you've just raised. It's exactly how do they structure that? So 50 million a year doesn't mean that he gets 50 million cash every single year. It means a four-year deal worth 200 million, and it's how they structure that. The issue that I've got, and we discussed this with Ken, is if you structure that deal to make it palatable this year, which they have to do, 
stretch that bonus money out. If he decides to walk away halfway through that four years, or even one year into that four years, you could end up with a dead cap of 60 million bucks in one year, just on that one player that you no longer have. And that's that's the difficulty I've got with it. I don't think there's a way around it now. Now they're in this in this situation, and if 50 million a year is the number, then they're going to be left with that risk, and they're just going to have to carry the risk that a year from now, we go through the same thing again, and he says, you know what, I've had enough playing. Or a year from now, they win the Super Bowl, and he decides that's the point to walk away. You know, And the last three years of that contract then accelerate into 2023, we're in a bit of a cap mess again. I guess that's where we are. But you have to sign a Blake Bortles or something like that. You can't go into camp with fifth, sixth round guy and Kurt Benkert unless you are completely going to just wash your season if Rodgers gets hurt, right? Or you run the ball 800 times a game, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) You just line it up like the wing T or whatever they did in the 30s and try to wedge it forward for three yards. Oklahoma in the 80s, didn't they do Yes. That? Jamel Holloway will come back at quarterback and yeah. wishbone it wow. down the field. So they, they brought Rodgers' favorite quarterbacks coach out of retirement, though, didn't they? Tom Clement, yeah. yeah. I mean, and we beat that up if you'd only listen to our show. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, I don't listen to that. <laughs> You're not on it. You're like, oh, fuck this. I'm not listening to this mess. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'll bring it up if I want to because I'm on right now. Fuck it. You, okay. Well, since you're on the show now, do you think they brought him back for Rodgers? I mean, how else would you? I mean, if I'm 68 years old, I ain't fucking coming back. <laughs> no, it's, no way. You know they're paying him some decent money oh, yeah. to go sit around on the sideline and watch NFL games. They didn't. They didn't bring him back to develop Jordan Love. He developed a young Aaron Rodgers. Oh, we're talking about two different different planets. Speaking of being on a different planet, your buddy Greg Jennings is in the news again. Anytime they need something, they need a tidbit. They go find Greg Jennings, wherever he might be. Hey, Greg, what do you think about Aaron Rodgers? He just can't let it go. What was the episode we did that? Todd loves Greg Jennings. I'll can figure out what number that is while we're, while you're talking. I just don't understand what his. It, it's just a never-ending vendetta that he has. That I understand he's trying to further his journalism career, but it always goes back. Like anytime he needs to get followers or whatever, he's got to bring up the Aaron Rodgers stuff, and just ha- and he just cannot let it go. It's like shut the fuck up, Tyler. I totally know. agree. So he went after Kurt Benkert too. And that's yeah, like, saw that. like going after Rogers, like little brother or something. Right. And then yeah, he, he told just, him like, you don't even play. Yeah. yeah. You don't go after our backup quarterback. That's like, Oh, that's not good. That's sacrilege. God dang it. It's not good. Fuck that guy. Yeah. So, so when we do ep- episode 85, that's not going to be the Greg Jennings ep- episode. No, it will not. Is that what no. you're telling me? Okay. It's okay. the Boy Dollar be- <laughs> episode or whatever. I'd rather have Max, it be Max Wasn't oh, Apps 85? Shit. Yeah. I thought it was Boy Dollar. All right, Epps go trying awesome. to be a historian. Totally F that all up. What? <laughs> no, I did. I thought it was Boy Dollar. It's not, though. Yeah. Fuck yeah, that. Epps was 85. Oh yeah, Philip Epps. Let's Epps. go. Yeah, yeah. I Philip like Epps. that one. Didn't Let's he have like a? Uh, wasn't he? He had world class speed or something. He was like a yeah, 
Olympian or something like on a, I don't know. He's like a sprinter for the U S track team or something. Wasn't he? Yeah. He was a midget, but he was I, really fast. Peter's right here. Fucking let's ask him. Yeah. If <laughs> yeah, only we I, had a guy that knew these things. And I do believe that he caught the only touchdown pass that Rich Campbell threw in his Packers career. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I would not. Tell that. I, I oh, love that. God, Rich Campbell. Oh, Episode 21, Todd Loves Greg Jennings. Oh, there it is. Published November 19th, 2020. If you want to go back and listen, we beat up on Greg Jennings then, too. We've also beat up on him this year, didn't we? When Adams caught, like, tied him for the record, I think. Oh, that that's year. right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He was doing the broadcast. Yeah. That's what it was. He was doing the broadcast, and he just, like, he just couldn't even bring himself to make a comment. It should have been like, what do you think about Aaron Rodgers, Greg? Yeah. Right in the middle yeah. of the thing. Just brought that whole thing to a screeching halt, too. So, of course, I don't know. But is he, he's not in the Packer Hall of Fame yet, is he? Or would he be? I think we've talked about that. Yeah, he is, right, Peter? I think he Didn't is, they, yeah. He just got in, Greg Jennings. That's not going to go I well. I can't imagine. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't imagine he's going to get a warm welcome in Green Bay. No. That's almost like a maybe we should just keep that one quiet and just put him in real I, I th- quietly. I think he goes in this year. Yes. What a him, shitbird. Him and t- Timmy Harris, right? Yeah, Tim Harris. Tim Harris, you are welcome, booing. sir. You are welcome, sir. But yep. please do not get off the fucking plane with Jennings. <laughs> and I've, I've, I've just... I've I've just checked. I did Rich Campbell a disservice. He th- he threw three times as many touchdown passes as I as I thought for the pack. So three t- wow. total. <laughs> three total. All the Philip Epps. <laughs> Todd, maybe you can go September first, twenty twenty two. He will be inducted Ooh. into the Packers. You should have a live average cheese uh, right broadcast right from the seats. <laughs> no, it, at the at the fucking airport. As he gets off the plane. <laughs> I don't think they'll let us on the tarmac, but maybe. That'd be fun. We'll These sit up on nerds. top of a van or something. Right. <laughs> that won't look creepy at all. We'll sit on top of like a little... <laughs> like one of those antennas. I'll go rip one of those uh, direct TV dishes off someone's house and hold it up. Fucking Greg like... Jennings. God. <laughs> That's great. Peter and I were talking, Todd, before uh, you came on. The UK, where are Packers playing that game in England? Do you know it's what stadium, Hot- Peter? Yeah, it's Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in North London. Wow. How many seats does that have? About. Oh, 80, 80, I thought someone said it's a that. it's a smaller one of the two. Is that right? So it's, it's smaller. It's smaller than Wembley. Yeah. When's that happen? Twenty two this year. No shit. Huh. So 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 it'll be. Probably in October. Most of those international games are in in October, so I would imagine. Who are they playing? They haven't announced that yet. So it's got to be the Bears, right? Nah, don't think they'll bring a division game over. It's probably mm. going to turn out to be the Jets or the Patriots or the Giants, right. maybe. I think from a European Packers fan perspective, I don't think it matters. No, who who, de- who they're playing? You know, yeah, it's going to be um, the stadium will be ninety or ninety five percent green and gold. Packers fans have been waiting forever for the Packers to come over, the last last of the NFL teams to come over and play over here. So it's going to be really exciting and a scramble scramble for tickets when they uh, 
when they become available. We're going, right? I mean, I think it's kind of required. Isn't it? I mean, why the yeah, fuck feel like it is. we not go? Right? It's got to be the first first reunion of, of the average cheese. Peter's got comfy dog bed. I can sleep next to the dogs. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> you can walk your dogs for you. Go yeah, kind of shit. it's the least I can do. It'll be fun. Yeah, let's go. You want to go? Up, let's go. Yeah, yeah. You only I mean, live once. I don't, I don't see why we wouldn't go. Right. I mean, totally agree. I will start working. Marcy is the planner, organizer, and travel our relationship. Uh, she, travel yeah, person, travel department. Yeah. The She's the average cheese travel agent, so she will yeah. take care of those things. Executive assistant. So this is an audio podcast. You cannot see the look of horror on Peter's face because he thinks we're both coming at the same time to, <laughs> to invade his home. He's like, he's already, yeah. already putting up the defense. The defense. <laughs> right. He's already building a turret in his head. <laughs> How do I keep these guys away? Right. Ah, and I got his address and everything. We're coming. We're coming. Why wouldn't we come? Yeah. We're coming. Even if we got tailgate and we don't have tickets, we're coming. Do they, do they tailgate in the UK? Is that a thing or how does that work? They try. But it's nothing, yeah. nothing like what, what you guys are used to at Lambeau Field. So we, we need a lot of help learning. Then we're coming right. over for sure. That, well, that eight, that's it. We're coming. Yeah. We'll bring our Miller Lite and our, can we get like Bratwurst? We, yeah, it's near enough to <laughs> Germany, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we can do that. We'll just fly over. There's got to be German I, people. I don't think in you're going to find fucking Miller Lite in the UK. Uh, probably no not. Way. No? no way. No, Peter. Yes, he's there. Yes. yes. Let's yes. go. I can't believe this. We're we're doing that. <laughs> inside that the stadium, the you're not going to find Miller Lite. You'll probably find like. I don't care. I don't drink inside a stadium. I drink so much before the game. I don't have to drink. Guinness and Carlsberg and. What other shit do they drink over there? I can't think of it. <laughs> Heineken. Heineken's always big. That's everywhere. Heineken? Yeah. Really? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, fuck That's yeah. made in like La Crosse, Wisconsin, isn't it? Dude, Heineken's every, everywhere I've traveled around the world. You can find fucking Heineken. It's everywhere. Every fucking country. Yep. Huh. Heineken. Very strange. Maybe they'll send us a sponsorship now. So. Yeah. Not sponsored yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll drink that shit if they'll give us money for the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Why not? They might, they might send you some free samples. Let's go. That's good enough. I don't need money. <laughs> I spend my money on beer anyway. What's the difference? Looks like the average cheese is going across the pond. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. There it is. I love it. All right. Anyway, anyway. what else? Packers wise. So they're coming. We're going to see the Packers play in the UK. That's going to be spectacular. Greg Jennings is still an asshole. That's nothing new. <laughs> they did a bunch of little restructures, some accounting stuff, right? On Kenny Clark, David yeah, Bakhtiari. Yeah. Am I missing someone, Peter? Aaron Jones was the other one. Oh, and Aaron Jones, which I thought was a little bit strange that they could do anything with Aaron Jones. I don't think we talked about that last time about Aaron Jones, but they did a little movement with him. It'll be it'll be sorted one way or another. They will be under the cap come March the 16th. We'll know. We'll be able to fully move into free agent period and the and the draft. And really, there hasn't been a lot of movement one way or the other on any team, right? I haven't seen anybody really get cut. Any big name guys. No, let go. Have the, you? No, I saw the Saints made a couple of restructuring guys. I can't. I can't remember who they were, but 
similar situation to the one that the Packers are in. So I think lots of teams around the league are going to make those restructuring moves. And then thinking that last mad few days before March the 16th, there may be some interesting stuff happen. The odd guy here or there gets cut who's a surprise. But yeah, kind of where we are. And then we'll be on to the draft. And Peter, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag because I know you're working fiendishly on your UK Packer draft guide. Who is going to be the guy that comes out of the combine and jumps from the third round to the first, or you know what I mean? Or drops from the top of the first round, like to the bottom. Like, is there, who's the riser in your opinion and who's the fall guy? Do you have any in mind? I think it depends on the position. I think, I think there's a guy by the name of Trevor Penning who's an offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa, who's already starting to get some rave notices is a big guy, six seven, six eight. He's a guy that's kind of moved up boards to around about the end of the first round. I think right now that, that feels like a bit of a reach for him, but he's the kind of guy, because of the athletic ability that he's got, the size that he is, that's the kind of guy that could jump jump right up there. I think the only thing that holds him back is is this is quite a deep class of offensive tackles to the point where three could go in the top 10, possibly even higher than that whole bunch of edge guys really deep on on edge guys again again this year i think the most interesting position for me is wide receiver in this draft just because there's about five or six guys that could go in the first round and i think it just depends on the type of receiver that you that you want i think the guy to watch there is the alabama guy james jameson williams that's a guy that if he's going to be the guys if they get an indication that he's going to be ready to go in training camp then then he, he's going to jump up and could be top 10 guy in this draft. I think he goes even in the without first... working out. Right. Yeah. So I, th- so I think that if they get an indication that he's going to be fit to go by training camp, so he's recovered from his ACL injury and stuff, he could be, a, you know, close, close to being the top 10. I think he goes in the first round anyway, even with the injury. I think it's just a, a case of if they're not certain about his recover, recovery from the injury, then he's going around pick 20. You know, and I've seen mock drafts. In fact, I think Mel Kuyper's latest one has him going to the Packers at 28. I'd be shocked if he if he falls all, all that all that way down to 28. It's just far too talented to drop to 28, even with the injury. Maybe if you guys come over here, we'll set up some there you we'll go. set up some combine type tests for all of for you guys. Yes, yeah, doing, I'm in. I will make a fool out of it. But it better not be in meters because meters are longer than yards. <laughs> I'll have to have I'll have to have a few Heinekens first. That's right. A few Heinekens. You know at Lambeau Field, Peter, they have a 40-yard dash thing by the Kohler Lodge there. Oh, I will tear a hammy for sure and be in a wheelchair rolling into Lambeau Field if I ever try that. Surprised One I year I tried great. to race like a third grader on the playground and I thought I ripped my hamstring in half. <laughs> <laughs> can't do that kind of shit no more. I have to warm when, up. When you, <laughs> and drink when Heineken's. You, when you talked about it being in meters, it reminded me of something I saw years ago. The old NFL Follies. NFL Fo- do you remember the NFL Follies? Yeah. Where sure. they, they, de- they decided that in, in his Follies show that they decided that the NFL was going to go metric. So all of a sudden, <laughs> these 100-yard fields were now 100-meter fields, except they didn't fit. Within the, in the, within the stadium, sort of all of that, all of that kind of stuff, you know. And a, a thousand yard season now became a, you know, a nine hundred, yeah, what, yeah, whatever, eight hundred eighty six point three five meters 
<laughs> season yeah. and all, all that kind of stuff. It was quite pretty funny. That would throw us all into a tizzy. We wouldn't be able to handle that. We're the only ones that do this stupid mess measuring system. No, you're okay. You're okay in the UK. We we still do we still do yards and miles in the UK. Really, really, yeah. Hmm. Why? Yeah. It made no sense. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, well, it, makes, it makes even less sense because because we do certain things in old imperial yards and miles and whatever else but then we do petrol is in liters milk is in liters it's 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 a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a mess really damn we can't we can't decide who we really want to align with that's that's the issue and well we sell so a pint so right. pint yep beer is yeah. a pint we sell 2 liter bottles of soda here in the united states <laughs> that's true why do we do that why the fuck do we do that <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't either. know. It's an interesting dilemma. <laughs> we will solve these things and more on the average chase. Yes. No, we won't. Yeah. I have no idea can. why. So part two of episode 78, the Bob Brown episode. It's just Peter and I. It is the Tuesday that the Aaron Rodgers contract signing dropped or the information while the information is not out there yet. And Aaron Rodgers came on and said that is not the right numbers. The uh, 153 million guaranteed four-year, 200 million dollar contract that is not happening, according to him. Let's start with that, Peter. Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packer for the next, I don't know, four years. A number of years, anywhere between one and five, I think is the is the answer to that. We, we, we just don't know. And to be fair, you know, whatever the deal is, it's going to be four or five years. And when they talk about four years, is that 2022, which is already existing, plus four years? Or is that four years? We don't know. I think the important thing about this is that we have a decision. The Packers have a decision. And we can, they and we as fans can start moving forward, knowing who our quarterback's going to be and see the team start to make the other moves that they need to make to get under the cap. And perhaps even have some money for free agency. I don't expect very much, but who knows? But but now they can move forward. Yeah. And, you know, maybe we should add Ken on to just talk about the logistics of what that contract might have meant. But, I mean, just simple numbers. If it's $153 million guaranteed, I don't know exactly what that means. But that doesn't seem like a huge cap savings. Unless there's think, void years on the end of there. I think, you know, the number that I think it was Ian Rappaport reported or tweeted was 200 million over four years with 153 million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the case, you know, th- then we need to see the detail behind whether that's four years on top of the existing 2022. And we start to see that some of that detail. I mean, the guaranteed money will be signing bonus. It will be. I would imagine that two or three years of the base salary are fully guaranteed. There'll be roster bonuses in there each year. So I would imagine that on the basis of 153 million out of 200 million, that sounds like everything other than the last year, whenever the last year is, is fully, is fully guaranteed. That's a risk. You know, if he did want to retire after a year, then all of that fully guaranteed money is going to come back and bite you. But I guess that's the, that's the chance that, that you take. Let's say it's this year plus four years. Yep. That makes Aaron, what, 43, I think, at the end of that contract. Well, it actually would make him 40. This year plus four would make it 44, right? 39, 40. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's Brady's age, right? Didn't Brady retire this year at 44, yep. I believe. Yep. That wouldn't be out of line with what I would expect knowing what little I know of Aaron Rodgers and his ego. I just think that that sounds right to me. I Do I think he would go early barring injury? No, I don't. I think he will try to chase Brady. He'll never get to the rings at this point. But if he got close, he then could be in that conversation of greatest of all times. And I think that's important to him. I really do. I think that his ego drives what he does. And I think that he would stick around. Yes, there is the, you know, maybe he will leave early. I don't think he will. I think if he signs a four-year contract or five-year contract, I think he plays barring injury. Okay. And let's let's hope he does. Yeah, let's hope that let's hope that's the case. You know, there's been obviously with two MVP years in a row, there's been no drop off of his play. In fact, the last two years, the last three years have been better than the previous two, the last two years of the Mike McCarthy era, if you will. So there's so there's no indication now that there's a drop off in his play. Obviously, we'd like to see some more playoff wins and some more championship game wins, but there's no indication of a drop off. And going back to the cap situation there's certainly a way that if those numbers are kind of right you know there's certainly a way that they can get his cap number down from the 46.7 million this year the extreme bottom would be somewhere around 30 32 million so they can certainly take 14 ish million off off the cap they may not go quite as low as that because the lower they go this year the more that's going into future years but but you know it's certainly going to be I would say somewhere between 32 and 35 is cap number this year. So it's a saving of somewhere between 11 and 14 million over what it is today, this very minute. Um, and going on top of that, that, you know, if they cut Zadarius Smith, which is expected, I think they might be real close to their cap number at that point, right? If, if Rogers numbers, let's say is 33 million, that would be a 13 million, almost a $14 million savings right there. Zadarius Smith, like we talked about a week ago or whatever, two weeks ago, is in the 15 to 16 million range. If I'm not, I 15, can't remember. Yep. 15. Yep. So you're looking at almost 29 million right there, which would put them under the cap with those yep. two things. Yep. Now, that being said, NBC Sports and others have said that the Packers have slapped the franchise tag on Devontae Adams. So <laughs> there goes your cap savings. You're now back over the cap. Yep. Thoughts on Devontae Adams at $20 million. Uh, yeah. I mean, clearly they've done it with a, with a view to A, not let him hit free agency. That's stating the obvious. But B, with a view to be able to get in a long-term deal done. And you have to believe, we think from everything that we hear and everything that we know, a lot more chance of getting that long-term deal done now that Rodgers has decided that he's staying in Green Bay. However... You know, numbers will talk, money will talk. And it really depends on what kind of number Devontae Adams is looking for. Is it 25 million a year averaged over, say, five years, 100 or 100 million over four? That sounds about right. If it starts to get closer to 30, if it's 120 million over four, then you think that's a lot, that's a lot of money. Now, you can structure that in all kinds of different ways. However, they pretty much structure that. They're going to reduce that cap number this year. That 20 million is going to come down. Ideally, they'd like to do that before March the 16th. So again, you know, they're then in the situation of 
not having perhaps to cut another player or have a conversation with another player that they otherwise will have to have. It may be that they're thinking about some of the names that we've previously talked about, a, a Billy Turner or a Dean Lowry or one of those guys that's on the cusp of a conversation, whether it's a restructuring conversation, a, you know, a reduction in base salary conversation, or even a cutting conversation, which you hope doesn't happen. That's a conversation they may not need to have if they can get the, the Adams um, extension done alongside potentially getting a, a Jair Alexander extension done. Because, you know, I've been talking in the last couple of days that those talks are ongoing. It's certainly progressing. We'd like to have seen it progress a little bit quicker. But, yeah, there's ways and means now that we can see that, that they're moving forward. I can't see a scenario where Devontae Adams is on the one-year franchise tag. That makes no sense. $20 million is $20 million then. Better off assigning him to a longer contract and spread that money out because the 20 million won't equal 20 million. He might have a $25 million contract, but it costs the Packers less to, you know, when they spread that money out. So I don't think there's a, a chance at all that they will just have him on the franchise tag. I would be stunned if that happened. I totally agree. You know, and there may be the scenario where he won't sign the tag anyway, so he'll never play on it. You know, Could who be. Knows? Who knows? Right. Cause that is an option too. Just because yeah. they say we are putting that on you doesn't mean he has to sign it. Would he? I think he would. And the scenario is there that he could just say no and refuse it. And I mean, I get that. He's 29 years old. Yeah. I mean, I think part part of the problem that they've got is because he's, even when they slap the tag on him, if he doesn't sign it, he's not under contract. It means that he can hold out all the way up to week one. Right. Of the the season and come in and come in almost a day before the season before the season starts, sign the tag on that day, he's ready to go. So he won't have had training camp, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And in doing that, he avoids any of the fines that are in the CBA for contracted players. Because holding he's not out. under contract, yeah. But he has that leverage to do that. And I know we'll talk about this down the road. Do the Packers draft a wide receiver in round one or two, even if Devontae Adams is back? So if it was me, I would for... All kinds of reasons, but but not least the point that Devontae Adams is 29 years old. This is going to be his last Correct. contract. You know, we've been talking for years about getting a wide receiver too, but who knows? It's great having a Devontae Adams, but he could get injured in the first game. It isn't so many years ago, and I don't know if you remember this, but he was suffering from bad concussions. He had two or, th- took two or three really bad hits in, in games. Don't quote me exactly on this, but it feels like he had like, two or three spells out with a concussion. And there was one really bad one. And I, but n- nonetheless, all the point I was going on to make is, is a player can get injured at any time. You know, I just think it's time that they looked at getting another another wide receiver. And, and again, we've got another class of, of a deep wide receiver group. And especially when you're picking at 28. So I don't think there's a Jamar Chase in this group, but there's plenty of guys that will be available at 28. And there's plenty of guys that'll be available at six in round two if you want to go spend the spend the pick there. So I I think I think yes, this is the year. We'll have to talk about that at a future time. How's the UK draft guide coming? Feel good about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um coming together pretty well now. Spent too much time watching the combine this past week, wondering whether or not any of us could outrun Rich Eisen. Um, ah, I think I could. <laughs> what was funny, somebody on YouTube, and I, and I apologize because I can't remember who it was, um, had superimposed um, Jordan Davis, the Georgia defensive tackle, who's 340 pounds, but ran the 40 in 
four seven one. I want to say yes. superimposed him, Rich Eisen, and him running the forty. But they gave Eisen a head start, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then about three quarters of the way, this 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 big guy just came zooming past him. That's crazy, right? A man that size. Now, I'm not trying to downplay how amazing that is. That man weighs twice what I do, and then some, and can run faster than I can, much faster than I can. But do you care how fast your defensive tackle runs to 40? I don't Uh, think I do. It shows his (laughs) athleticism, so I'm not downplaying the fact that that is an amazing thing for a man that size. But you want, like, the short area quickness. You you don't care. I mean, if he picks up a ball and runs it back for a touchdown, great, but you don't really care about a 40 time for a guy like that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think you're right. And I think that's why you have to keep some of these numbers in, in perspective. I mean, the only thing about 40 time is that that's one of the few combined skills that everybody does at every position. So it gives you a comparison. It gives you a way of comparing every position, but you're absolutely right. You know, you're more interested in, in a 10 yard shuttle for a, a defensive tackle and, and other positions as well than you are the 40 time. Oh, Russell Wilson was traded today from the Seattle Seahawks to the Denver Broncos. I'm assuming, and I could be assuming this wrong, that they were waiting to see what was going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. And when Rodgers finally came out and said, yep, I'm staying in Green Bay, they're like, let's pull the trigger on this mess. And it was a huge deal, which make me think. So uh, Eric from Greendale sent me a text in the middle of the workday, which I, of course, answered immediately because <laughs> shirking my responsibilities as an employee. But he's like, should the Packers have done a deal like that? And the answer is absolutely yes, they should have. Absolutely. If the Packers were given that deal with those guys and those picks. So here's the here it is. The, the Broncos have agreed to trade Drew Locke. Okay, who gives a fuck about Drew Locke? I think that's the first time I cussed that. Today. Drew Locke, don't care. Noah Fant, who I am a fan of at tight end. Very much would like him. Shelby Harris, Homestead. Milwaukee area guy, Shelby Harris, now traded from Denver. He was like a seventh round pick and turned into a very good player. Two first round picks in 2022 and 2023, the number nine overall pick this year. Two second round picks, the 40th overall pick this year. A fifth round pick in 2022 for Wilson and a fourth round pick. That's a huge deal for Seattle. Huge deal. If they make those picks right, they've just set their franchise for many, many years to come. Absolutely right. And when you when you look at these mega deals of of, of previous years, and I, and I guess I guess the Matthew Stafford deal to a degree had some of those kind of numbers in it, but part of the compensation in that deal was purely driven by cap numbers. If you go back to when when we had mega trades like the Herschel Walker trade and, and, and the Eric Dickerson trade, the Cowboys getting all of those picks for Herschel Walker. And I understand the circumstances are different, but the Cowboys getting all of those picks for Herschel Walker set that franchise up for years. Absolutely. They went to a bunch of Super Bowls and were yeah. dominant for a very long yeah. time. I would say directly correlated to that trade. Now you have to turn those picks into, into good players, obviously. And, and that, you know, it's the draft. It can be a bit of a bit of a crapshoot. But you've now got four four new opportunities in those first and second round picks to find future stars. Plus your yeah. own picks. Yeah. So they have um, three 
I mean, you know, three first round picks and three second round picks in the next two years, which you could then parlay into moving up the draft too, yep. into yep. a very good position. Now the number nine pick, you're going to get pretty much the guy you want. I mean, unless you're going to go up the ladder for very elite talent, but at nine, you're getting a heck of a player. So yes, I would have done that deal. If I were the Green Bay Packers, as much as I love Aaron Rodgers and I want to win now, because who knows what's going to happen in the future. You have to look at that deal and say, yeah, that's a good gig. That's a good deal. Now, Russell Wilson is in a different place age-wise than Aaron Rodgers is. So there's that too. You have to you know, put that into play. And that's probably has something to do with what compensation the Seahawks got. I get that. But the player, Aaron Rodgers, and the player, Russell Wilson, aren't, they're not the same thing. They're not the same guy. There's probably a bit of a trade-off there, isn't there? A 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers playing at MVP level to a 33-year-old Russell Wilson who's just below that level, at least somewhere below that level, but in the top 10. Top, top five, yeah, top 10, maybe. for sure. Yeah, that, you know, in, in the NFL. So you're trading off potentially, let's say, two or three years of, let's say, hopefully peak Aaron Rodgers against a potential six, seven, eight years of a, a peak Russell Wilson. So those two things probably kind of get close to evening themselves out, I would say. I would say so. I say, I, I mean, I would think that the trade would be similar if Aaron Rodgers would have been traded to Denver. I was kind of hoping, now I love Jordan Love. Anybody that's listened to this podcast know that I'm a huge Jordan Love guy, but I was hoping given the news that we had today that Denver might be interested in coming in for Jordan Love, given the, the you know the Nathaniel Hackett tie in there. And that hope obviously didn't last very long once this, once this trade came to light, but it does now ask the question, what happens with, with Jordan Love? I think you'd like to try and keep a solid backup around, but you also got to look at it at the perspective of Jordan Love's career. If Aaron Rodgers is going to play another two, three years, heck, Jordan Love could hit free agency before he ever plays another game for the Packers. From all perspectives, it just feels like the Packers would now start listening to potential offers for Jordan for Jordan Love, I would have thought. So I was asked on Twitter, or we were asked, the average cheese was asked on Twitter, like, what do you get? in return for Jordan Love. The Packers trade Jordan Love. What do they get in return? And my answer was, and maybe this is low. I get it. He's a first-round pick, and I do think he's talented. I think that they would be getting a fourth-round pick in return. That's what I think his value is. Now, I would hope it would be higher than that, and I've read somewhere that some scouts said that Jordan Love would, is better than every quarterback that will be drafted in this draft. So if that's the case, then you would hope the Packers would get a late one or a two out of that. But either way, I don't see that happening because if the Packers are on, they're not in the negotiation stance that they could be right. The other teams are gonna be like, you, we know you're dumping Jordan love. We know that because yeah, in two years, he's worth zero to you. So why not get rid of him now? Of course, the Packers will hold out for the best offer. What do you think Jordan Love gets traded so, so, for this year? Right. So, 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 so I was asked this very question about a month or so ago when, uh, when I was a guest on the Unpacked podcast. I think I shocked those guys when my response was, "I think it's a second round pick." And part of my thinking on that was when I looked at this year's draft class of quarterbacks and the guys that they're talking about going in the first round. You can make a case for him being better than any of those guys. 
if somebody wants to tell me that Malik Willis is a better prospect or Kenny Pickett's a better prospect, I'm not going to argue strongly, strongly about that. You know, I, I don't think there's much in it. But even if you put those two to one side, when you're into the next group, I would say Jordan Love's equally as good as any of the, 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 next, the next group of quarterback in this draft. Are you going to get a first round pick for him? No, the answer is no. Right, you're just not going to get the return on the invest on the investment that, that you made. I think that second round pick is probably the right value for him today. I tend to agree with you that if teams know that they're looking to move him on, then that value starts to drop. If you got a second round offer, you'd jump at it. I think you take a third round offer for him. Is he worth more than a fourth round pick? Yes, I believe that he is. And if you look at it. Jordan Love came out early. So it's not like he's 26, 27 yep. years old. He's still a younger dude. He would have been a registered senior, so to speak. Coming, yep. he could have been coming out this year, right? Two years? Yep. Yeah. He could, I mean, he could have been coming out of college right now. So he could have been in this draft class. And I think that's the way teams you would hope for the Packers' sake that teams will look at it that way. Plus, he's got two years. I mean, not really two years of camp, but two years in an NFL locker room and two years, you know, learning NFL, all the things he can learn in the NFL. So there's that, too. He's not just raw out of college. Is he better than the two guys you talked about before? Talent wise, I don't know. But you just need him to win football games. He doesn't need to be able to throw it through a brick wall or run a four, you know, the 40 and four, four you don't need them to do those things so yeah we will see it should be interesting that's about it yeah there's a lot still to happen in the next in the next eight days or so yeah i'd agree all right so thanks for listening to episode 78 of the average cheese podcast the bob brown version of the average cheese go pack go go pack go go pack go